world that's cold, thankless, and unforgiving, a new podcast arises to show you how to make the most out of your career. Introducing the Offer Podcast. Offer Podcast. Finally, a podcast that teaches you how to do what you want to do for a living. With guest speakers and founders making quantifiable company-wide impact from iconic startups and Fortune 500 companies. Guest speakers so far have come from New York Life, Google, VaynerMedia, Marketo, Adobe, and more in a wide range of different career paths. Learn how they became successful. We provide actionable advice on how to properly navigate your career. You don't want to miss a single episode of this show, The Offer Podcast. Hey everyone, today I want to talk about our process that we have each candidate follow when we're trying to help them navigate into a new career. We have an eight-step process uh, that works for every single candidate trying to uh, change careers, uh, get into a new position, whatever the case is. If if they're trying to follow our process and our course on OfferJobs.com, This is the process that helps every single person get a job. Um, And so we're going to talk about each of those steps lightly today because they're relevant in your job search. And these are things that you should be doing, whether you're taking my course or not. uh, These are things you should be doing. And you're looking for a job. The landscape has changed, right? We're in, we're in in, in the middle of a pandemic here. Uh, We just had a recession. Things need to change up. And so if you're one of those persons uh, that's simply just applying to jobs every single day, day in, day out, guess what? That's not going to work. That's called doing the same thing over and over again and getting a different result. So our process, we have eight steps. We're going to talk about them in, the, in detail. I'm going to mention them here uh, briefly before I talk about, uh, before we dive into our discussion. Step one is figuring out your career focus. Step two is establishing relevancy with your skill sets and the job you want to get. Step three is tightening up your professional image. Step four is organizing your job search. Step five is don't apply to jobs, but reach out to hiring managers instead. Step six, sell yourself to that hiring manager in the interview process and close each interview. Step seven is maximize your job offer and negotiate your salary. And then step eight is continue to learn new career skills to maximize the outcome of your income. Okay, so we're going to talk about these in a little bit more detail, not nearly as much in depth as our course. There's uh, hours and hours that we spend on each of those steps right, uh, of things that you can do uh, to to ensure that you're pushing yourself in the right direction. But if you follow this step process, this is the recipe to get a job in any industry. So I'm excited to uh, share this with you uh, and looking forward to your feedback. Also, if you need help and assistance in getting a job and you're tired of applying to 500 places and not getting any results, I would recommend that you check out our website, OfferJobs.com. OfferJobs.com is a uh, pathway and a course that you can follow 
uh, that provides evergreen content on how to navigate around uh, hardships of finding a job that you are really interested in working in. Uh, We have a step-by-step process that spans over several weeks that goes into details on how to pick out companies that are important to your career journey, how to navigate those companies and and actually get interested uh, hiring managers to speak with you, how to reach out to hiring managers directly and not have to ever apply for a job ever again, uh, and then how to negotiate uh, an appropriate uh, salary and offer letter Uh, based on your skill set and your capabilities. Uh, This platform is completely free uh, until you get a job and you're able to navigate and not have to worry about dealing with the issues and the pains of applying uh, to many different places. For more information, check out OfferJobs.com. That's spelled O-F-F-R Jobs.com. So for those of you who are taking our course, um, you'll know that there are eight steps, right? There's eight parts, so to speak, on our process of you getting a job. Eight steps. Where are you among those steps? Which step are you on, right? But there's eight steps that are used to navigating yourself into a new opportunity into a new career path. And the beauty of our program is this model can be used in almost any circumstance. That's what's awesome about it. Um, meaning if I'm a picker packer and I wanna get into um, a tech company, I can follow the model that, that we've created here at Offer Jobs and navigate myself into that career path, right? If I um, am in food service and I wanna navigate into coding, I can use this model and get myself a career in coding and be a programmer somewhere, right? If I'm uh, a shift, an assistant manager uh, for a uh, warehouse, I can use this model and get myself into a sales career. It doesn't really matter what industry you're from, what industry you're trying to get into. This model works for every single industry. And this process works for every, almost every single circumstance that exists. And if you follow this model with our direction, you will get a job. It's that simple. You will navigate yourself into a new opportunity. Um, some people follow this model and get a job in a couple of weeks. Others, it takes longer. Um, For some people, it's a few months. Um, uh, We've never had someone take longer than a year to get into a a new, a new, uh, their dream job, their, their, the, the job of their dreams, right? You can use this pathway to break into entrepreneurship. It doesn't really matter what you want to do in the future. You can use this model 
to do it. So we're going to go over those steps so that people know that process. And if you really follow our content, you'll know that most of the stuff that we talk about on here on the podcast in our, um, the stuff that we talk about in our course, you can find on YouTube, you can find on videos that we've done and put out there. We put all our stuff out there for free as well, right? So um, depending on where you are in the process, you're, you're on a specific step uh, in our process. It's an eight-step um, uh, recipe, if you will, to move into your dream career. So we're going to go over each one of these in detail, and then that'll help you get clarity on what you need to do and where you are in your, in your job-seeking process. Okay, so this is eight steps on, on landing your dream career, right? And navigating towards your dream career. Step one, okay? The first step is figure out what your career focus is. A lot of you know that I've talked about a method that we've created internally that we help candidates with <clears throat> who don't have that focus or aren't really sure. Sometimes we talk to people, maybe say, hey, look, what do you want to do with your career? What, what's your goal? Where, where do you see yourself? What type of job do you want to have? And they don't really know. And so I do an exercise with people called practical versus romantic, right? Practical things that you want and romantic things that you want. And both are okay, right? So what's an example? Practical things could be health insurance, life insurance, right? Benefits. Those are practical things. It could be company size. It could be industry, right? Um, it could be commuting time, right? And we're in the middle of a pandemic, so a lot of, a lot of opportunities out there are remote. But there's going to be a time when we drive to work again right? Or commute to the office again? Do, do, do I have to take the train? Do I have to take the bus? Do I have to walk? Right? Those are all practical things you need to think about um, when you're looking for a new job. Are they practical for you? Right? So those are the types of things that you think about from a practical standpoint. Industry. Is this an industry that's going to be stable for me? Is this, is this company in a bubble? Right? Is the industry a bubble? Is it too new? Is it, is it uh, something that every company or every person needs, right? For example, the health industry is not going away, right? Internet of Things might be too new of an industry. Does that make sense? Artificial intelligence is a new industry. There's a lot of different applications for that are you on, is, is your company, if that's the industry the company is in, is that a practical industry for that company? Or is it something that's a gimmick? Is it a nice to have? Is it a feature? Is it something that people don't think they need? Right? They may not be, that may not be a practical reason to join that company. So that's what practical means. Romantic is very simple. Romantic is pie in the sky. Okay, so that concept is, in a perfect world, what do you see yourself doing? Is it the same industry you're trying to get into right now? Is it the same position you're trying to get into right now? Probably not. Are you running the company? Maybe the a pie in the sky situation is you're traveling the world and being able to work from anywhere, right? 
and you're a consultant. And one, one day you're in Thailand, the next day you're in Japan, the next day you're in Colombia. That could be an avenue for you, right? That's okay. And it's okay to have that luxurious of a dream, right? We're talking pie in the sky. Are you a CEO? Are you a, 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 in a position uh, of leadership at an organization? What's your income level, right? Where do you live, right? All the things that you sort of want to have and achieve in your career that you believe you can go for and actually get, right? And then the process of career navigation is connecting the dots from your practical list to your romantic list. At some point, based on your career skills that you learn, once you get to Step eight, which we're going to talk about, and you're and you're building your career skills, you're learning knowledge, and you're and you're continuing to grow as a person. Um, you can start connecting the dots from your practical list to your romantic list, and start hitting some of those romantic goals. So that's what we talk. That's what we mean when we say figure out your career focus. And what industries excite you? What what things interest you? What type of news do you gravitate towards? What do you see yourself doing? What do you enjoy, right? Those are things you want to think about. But you also want to view those things and, and try to find practical reasons to take on those things that you love and do. Because if you don't have that healthy mix of, pra of practical decisions that you make when it comes to a career focus on top of a romantic list, you won't, you won't make the right career decisions and you'll end up chasing pipe dreams, right? Versus real realities. Uh, so that's what step one is. Figure out what that focus is. What are we gonna focus on? What's the, what's the North Star of our career journey? Okay, so step one, figure out what that career focus is. Step two, okay, step two, is establish relevancy with your skill sets and the, and the dream job. Establish relevancy with your skill sets and the job. What does that mean? It means make sure that you have the skills needed to get the job you're interested in. It's that simple. Make sure you have the skills needed. What do you want to do? I want to be a director of marketing. Okay, that's a great job. Are you capable of being one? Right? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. And hopefully you are, if that's what you're looking to do. Let's say, let's say you're, you've been in marketing for six years and you've been a marketing associate. Maybe you're a marketing manager, but you want to be a director of marketing. Are, have you positioned yourself in the right way to get noticed by folks hiring director of market, marketing? And they look at your skill sets and say, wow, this person here fits the bill. This person is interested. Uh, this, excuse me, this person we're interested in. This person has the experience we're looking for, right? Are there specific phrases that you can put on your resume that, 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 Make, make you viewed in a different way than a marketing manager that make you viewed 
uh, in a different way by that hiring manager uh, than a marketing associate and viewed as a leader, right? Are you positioned as one? When someone looks at your LinkedIn profile, they look at you and think, oh, that person's a director of marketing. This is what that means by making sure that you have relevancy, right, for the position. Do you fit the bill? And there's specific things we talk about that we teach, right, when it comes to that. What phrases are being used? What things have you done at the positions you've had that show leadership, right? That show that you've brought quantifiable impact to that organization that you've worked at. And everybody, we've talked about this before, everybody has those moments where they've shown quantifiable impact, right? What specific examples can you think of that help you establish relevancy with the position you're going after? So establish relevancy. Step three, tighten up your professional image. What does this mean? This means we need to go through our, our Facebook and Instagram profiles that are, that are shown to the world because Facebook and Instagram, oh, that's a, that's a shocker, Twitter, right? These are public places, <laughs> meaning anybody can see our profiles. Nothing is private. Once you put something online, anybody can access it, right? So we need to make sure that there's nothing on our personal uh, social media pages that would bring shame to us from a professional standpoint, right? So delete all your spring break 99 photos, right? All the pictures of you holding a bottle of tequila, right? Like an alcoholic, right? Make sure those are gone. Uh, you know, make sure that we're, we're not, you know, having profile pictures of us horsing around. We want to make sure that we have a professional image. On LinkedIn, if you're a guy, you should have a very professional headshot, right? Um, or a shot of you looking in your, your, the, as the most professional version of yourself so that people take you serious and see that serious side of you. You want to change that after you've gotten into the opportunity, that's on you. But you want to showcase the best version of yourself to prospective hiring managers. Okay, uh, that also means making sure your resume looks a certain way. We have a whole process and methodology on how your resume should look, right? Don't worry so much about, uh, you know, making sure that you have a skills box on your resume. You should be focused on what impact did you bring to the organization? What are things you've done that provided uh, monetary value? Uh, if, especially if you're in sales or marketing, how much money did you make? What, what were the results of what you were, of what the position you had? We don't care about what the day-to-day -day duties are. We know what they are. What did you accomplish? What are your accomplishments? That's what we want to see on your resume. Those are the things we want to see on your LinkedIn profile, right? Accomplishments. Let's show the hiring manager that we're capable of achievements, so tighten up your professional image. Step four, organize your job search, okay? We need to have a plan of action. Um, I talk to applicants and, and candidates every day 
And when I ask them, how are you, how are you tackling your job search? Usually the answer I get is, oh, I'm just applying to jobs. I go to Indeed. I go to ZipRecruiter. I go to a ton of different job boards or LinkedIn, and I just click apply, apply, apply. And I do maybe 50, 60, 80, maybe some people, 100 applications a month. And I ask them, how does that go? And they say, oh, not that great. Or there's a lot of radio silence out there, right? And the, answer, and the truth to that is they're absolutely right. Because that's not the best way to apply for jobs anymore. That's not the best way to get a new job. The, the process of applying for a job is archaic. We need to be different if we're going to navigate into a new opportunity because this is not the opportunity. This is not the same. We're not trying to go after the same position we had before, right? If you're a janitor, we're not trying to go after janitor. Maybe you are, but I highly doubt it. If you're, if you're taking my program, you're trying to get into a new career, right? That means, or a new position or something higher up than you, than you were in before, you got to do something different. We're not going to do the same thing over and over again and expect something different to happen. This time around, you need a plan. You need to build a list of companies you're interested in, hundreds of, of companies long, and there's thousands of companies you can potentially work for. And guess what? Some of those companies don't need to publish that they're hiring. You can still get a job at a company that doesn't tell the world they're hiring. Isn't that a shocker? So build a list of companies you'd like to work for. I'm not talking about five or 10. I'm talking about hundreds, right? And depending on the industry, maybe thousands, okay? So build a list of places you could see yourself working at. It's a big task. It's not an easy task. And you should spend a lot of time on it because guess what? Most of the positions that people are interested in are common types of jobs. If everyone had a very niched job, I could understand the company being 10 or 15 companies long. But if you want to be in the health industry or the cosmetic industry or uh, cosmetology or uh, food service or whatever the industry is, health or technology or telecommunications, right? Whatever it is, that's a big industry. And the needs of that industry across other industries are similar. And that tells me that you can get those positions in, in other industries. You should have a huge list, right? There should be a huge list. And guess what? Your list doesn't have to be in the U.S. It could be companies in other countries. Those countries are, will hire people remote, overseas, et cetera, right? Maybe that company wants to expand in the United States and you're the answer, right? Let's get creative and build a big list, right? Of companies and industries we're interested in. The other piece of that is be okay to broaden your search a little bit. View your search as an upside down pyramid. What I mean by that is start off super targeted this is meaning you you know exactly what you want to go for. If you can't get that specific position right away, 
be okay with broadening your search, right? Be okay with broadening your search, okay? Meaning I can go for something not quite what my target position was for now and get there later, right? And if that doesn't work, you broaden it a little further, right? And a little further and a little further till maybe you just, at some point you realize, depending on how uh, difficult your search is, I need to just get my foot in the door at this company. I'll take this position for now and that's okay. And I'll prove my worth and I'll navigate and navigate. And it might mean that my career trajectory takes a little bit longer, but I'm okay with that because I'm at the company I want. I'm learning everything I can. I'm putting myself in front of the right people. I'm networking and associating myself with people that matter to the position I'm interested in. And I know that I'll get there eventually, right? So organize your job search. And that's what all that's about. Step five, we, we touched on this earlier, but this is super important. Don't apply to jobs. Instead, reach out to hiring managers, okay? You want to reach out to mentors and network connections, okay? Hiring managers that can help you put yourself in front of the people that can help propel you into your specific career focus. So I used to get a lot of pushback from people uh, um, on this particular point because people would say, Brandon, you're crazy. I'm not going to stop applying for jobs. This is how you get every company that I talk to says I need to apply. Yes, companies want you to apply. Here's why. They want to put you into a computerized, automated applicant tracking process. That process is managed by a computer, not a person. Do you want to give a computer control over whether you get a job or not? Answer that question. Right? Do you want to give a computer a chance to manage your process of, of getting a job or not? I'm going to bet no that you don't want that to happen, right? I wouldn't. I'd rather, if I have a chance to talk to someone who's directly responsible for the job and put myself in front of them and put myself out there and talk to that hiring manager and say, hey, look, here's why I believe I can benefit you and your team at this company because of A, B, and C, here are the things that I've done in my career that are relevant to what you need right now. When I change that conversation, I'm suddenly not the focus. They are, and I'm addressing their needs, and they're interested now in hearing what I have to say. Plus, they're impressed. They're impressed that I found that person. They're impressed that I was able to reach out, figure out who the hiring manager was, and reach out to that person. Now they might say, well, hey man, look, I don't have an opening. Check back in a couple of months. They might say, you know what? Um, you intrigue me. I'm, I'm happy to take a meeting with you. Let's do it. They might say that. 
They also might say, you know what? If you want a job at my company, you have to apply like everyone else. They might say that. And guess what? If they say that, that's fine. Because you've now shown that you've, you can reach out to that hiring manager directly. You're okay with applying to that job now because now you're on that person's radar. So when you go apply to that job, you're able to say, okay, I've gone and applied, uh, you know, uh, please let me know what happens, right? And that person's going to be looking out for your application at that point and know who you are. So we don't believe in applying for jobs. Now, on the flip side, I tell every candidate I've worked with, and we work with hundreds of candidates, I tell every candidate that we work with that you need to do everything in your power to get a job. That means work every angle. Don't depend on one avenue for a job. You should be talking to multiple recruiters. You should be talking to tons of people in your network who can help propel you in the right position and the right opportunity, right? Your friends, your family, you should be networking with people on LinkedIn, right? You should try to build your own network groups, right? Virtual right now, since a lot of people aren't doing meetups in person. Um, but once uh, everyone's gotten this vaccine and we're back to normal, you should do meetups where you meet with people with similar interests and create your own groups, your own communities, right? Or talk to other people in the offer jobs community, right? Talk to the mentors we pair you with so that you're able to navigate yourself into opportunities. You should have all of these avenues working for you at the same time. And if you bring value to someone, they're going to want to bring value to you, right? It's almost like a free exchange. You might put yourself in front of someone who can really help you, right? And that person can help push you into a new opportunity. They might know someone hiring. They might take your take the, the person who recommends you their word for it and put, and put you on board without you having to do a whole lot of work. Work all your angles, right? Work every angle. So don't apply to jobs. Get in front of people, right? And if you have a company list, like we talked about on the uh, section of organizing your job search, if you have a big company list of a thousand companies, there's probably three or four hiring managers per company that you can put yourself in front of. That's 4,000 chances of getting a job instead of 1,000. Think about that for a minute. Imagine if you put yourself in front of 1,000 people every month for the next four months. Do you think you get a job if it's the right people? Probably, right? <laughs> This is the kind of work we're talking about doing. You have to be willing to, 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 do, that, to do that kind of research, do that kind of work uh, and, and, put that, and put that elbow grease in. But I guarantee you, if you, do, if you, if you expanded your, your job search into that angle, instead of just clicking apply, clicking apply and getting lost into a computer system or on the desk, right? At a company that's completely remote now and you're in the middle of a job stack that no one's looking at, 
No wonder no, no one's calling you back. Right? Applying for jobs just doesn't, can't be the only avenue we depend on. We don't teach it at all. In fact, if you follow my model to a T, you don't need to apply to jobs. If you're working with recruiters, if you're working with mentors, if you're networking with people in the industry you're interested in, if you're reaching out to hire managers directly, why do you need to apply to anything? The only time you should apply to a job is when the company that, that you're interested in looks at your resume, looks at your LinkedIn profile and says, hmm, I want to talk to you. I actually need you to, put, to apply so that we can start processing you in our system and start the interview process. So go to this website and apply. Then you apply. It's really the only time you should do it. Otherwise, you should be getting interviews, setting meetings, setting up phone screens all the time based on this process. No excuse. So step five, we don't apply to jobs. We reach out to hiring managers directly. Step six, sell yourself to the hiring manager in the interview process and close each interview. So now that we've gotten the interview, right? They've looked at your resume. They've looked at your LinkedIn profile. They've looked at all those things. The next step at this point is to prove that you can handle it. When someone puts you in the room, they say, wow, okay, this person looks very uh, interesting. I like them. I like their background. I like what I see. I want to talk to them and learn more about them. Boom, your resume got you in the room. Your LinkedIn profile got you in the room. Now what's next is you need to prove to that per person that you can handle the job, prove that your skills are relevant to what they're looking for, right? And that means we need to understand what that hiring manager's pain point is. This entire process needs to be viewed from the hiring manager's point of view, from that company's point of view. We need to stop thinking about what I'm interested in, what I want to achieve, what, what salary I want. We need to stop thinking about that and start thinking about what does the hiring manager want? What need is the hiring manager solving? What pain point is being addressed by this position being hired? That's the way you approach an interview. What pain point is being solved? Is the, did the hiring manager fire the last person before this job? Is this a backfill? Are the, is the company trying to grow? Are they scaling? What's the reason this position exists? What, what are the duties, right? We need to be asking the hiring manager questions so we can understand the situation. Asking those questions shows that we care, shows that we understand what problem is trying to be solved. It shows that we are capable of doing the job because we understand, we, if you ask the question, I need to, uh, ha just have a quick understanding. W tell me about what problem you guys are solving by bringing this by bringing this position on board, or tell you know help me understand these these specific requirements that you need. 
how does that fit into the bigger picture of what your your company is trying to do this year, right? Or what are your goals for 2021? Or what are your goals for the next, over the next five years with this role in mind, right? If you're asking those types of questions in the interview process, the hiring manager is going to be very impressed, right? And even if you, if you show some insight, some forethought based on this role, it looks like you guys are trying to achieve X, Y, and Z. Would you agree with that? Right. And, and start, and start talking to the hiring manager in a way that helps him engage with you so that you can understand what problem they're solving. Right. So that's what you need to do in the interview process. Once you have that understanding, it's easy to then apply the things you've accomplished to those pain points that the hiring manager has brought up. Does that make sense? Once you understand what the hiring manager is looking for, it's suddenly easy to present your, your things that are relevant, your skill sets that are relevant to that conversation so the hiring manager can see that relevancy. It's a very polite nudge and you're not fully letting the hiring manager direct the interview process, right? Because you're engaging with that hiring manager, you're talking to them, you're conversing with that hiring manager. You're not getting interrogated by that hiring manager, right? It's not just a bunch of questions answered and then they ask, do you have any questions? And you say no, and they say, okay, we'll get back to you, bye, right? You and that hiring manager are having a conversation, you're conversing, right? It feels like a very mature process and they're admiring the fact that you're asking those types of questions on the interview process. That's part of selling yourself on the interview, okay? So do that throughout each interview and close. This is really critical. Closing means you need to set next steps. You need to set up the next steps in that interview process. Whether that means going through and navigating, it could mean saying, our next step's going to be a face-to-face a face -to -face interview. Uh, our next step's going to be you guys making a decision, right? You need to actually close that interview process. And we have a whole methodology on what questions and what specific things you should be asking, right? And should be talking about so that the hiring manager sees on each interview that you want that job, that you quote unquote asked for the business. We don't want to be in a situation where we left it open in the air and we don't know what's going to happen next. Someone should never, let's put it this way. After an interview, oh, hey, Johnny. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Hey, how did your interview go? Oh, yeah, I think it went well. Yeah, how'd you do? Yeah, well, we talked about this, this. You seem really excited. Oh, good, good. What are next steps? I don't know. <laughs> you should never not know what next steps are. I'll just put it that way. You should always know what's happening next, right? And that's as simple as this. Okay, Johnny, so, hey, you know what? We really appreciate your time. We really enjoyed this interview. We'll get back to you as soon as we can on this and let you know what's going on. 
that should not that should not be how you leave it you should ask every single time okay hey look i really appreciate it bob uh i enjoyed the interview as well i'm really excited hey bob quick question uh this i believe is the last interview in our process is that correct uh no actually after this interview you know what there's one more interview uh we're going to talk to uh, the CEO of the company, and then and then he's going to kind of get his opinion on you, and then all of us are going to deliberate internally, and then we'll make a decision. Okay, got it. Do you think that interview is going to happen this week? You're just asking, right? Uh, probably not since it's Friday or since it's Thursday or whatever day it is. Okay, okay, noted. Yeah, but probably Monday or Tuesday, and um, and then uh, we'll go from there. Okay, cool. So it's Thursday today. Uh, if I don't hear from you by tomorrow, by, uh, if I don't hear from you tomorrow, is it okay if I give you a quick call on Monday morning just to establish what next steps are at that point? So that way I can just kind of mark this process down in my calendar and keep and keep this flowing. Oh yeah, that's totally fine. No worries. Feel free to do that. And uh, we'll let you know. Okay, great. Right now, if I say, hey, what's, what happens next? Well, if I don't hear from him on Friday, I'm going to give him a call Monday to set up the final interview with the CEO. Isn't that a lot more concrete? Doesn't that also feel like you're further in the process than I don't know? <laughs> right? So always, always get next steps and always close the interview, right? That also means at the end of the, each interview, send a thank you note to each hiring manager right? Put some effort in and send a thank you note. The thank you note should not be generic. It should not just be, hey, thanks for your time. Looking forward to working for you. That's not a thank you note. Take notes in the interview so that you can write down specific things that were said on that interview with that specific hiring manager, right? And then make an, when, you're saying, when you're writing your thank you note, you can add one of those bullet points that really stood out to you. I really appreciated our conversation, right? Regarding X, Y, and Z. I felt that was really encouraging, right? Those are things that you can do and say in that interview process that makes the hiring manager feel like, wow, Johnny really listened to me on this interview, right? He really paid attention to me. We really vibed on this interview. Does that make sense? Instead of wondering, well, I don't know if he's at good or better than somebody else. And remembering those little things like, like sending a thank you note, writing about something that was intriguing to you, asking for next steps, showing you cared, right? Doing all of those things could be the difference between you getting the job or not. Because if another candidate forgets to do those things, you stand out. Does that make sense? So never forget those items. Close the interview. Those little things matter. Step seven, maximize your job offer and negotiate your salary. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is they continually try to um, uh, get the most money in the wrong way, right? You want to maximize your job offer in the right way. And that comes from how you, you present yourself throughout the entire interview process. Um, if, for example, if you don't present yourself right, 
it's going to be difficult to justify a certain dollar amount from that from that hiring manager. Does that make sense? For example, if I'm from a different industry, I've never been in um, marketing before. We'll just use that as an example, right? And I've been, the, you know, for the last few years, I've been a warehouse um, shift manager, but I feel like I could be a great marketing manager. And the reason I feel that way is the CEO of my company as a shift manager for that warehouse distributor would always let me, um, would always ask my advice on what that our company should do from a marketing perspective. And I, because I love social media and I love, uh, you know, you know, working with people and being able to try to get different ones to, to work with our warehouse company and, uh, I love websites and I love all this stuff and, and there's an SEO is a passion of mine. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, working with, with Facebook and Instagram ads, that that's a passion of mine. I do that for fun on the side because I do all that stuff. I got a chance to do a lot of the marketing stuff at that company. Uh, even though that wasn't my title, even though that wasn't my direct job, but I did a great job at it. And I know I can take those skills and apply them to the role as marketing manager. If I don't present myself properly and the hiring manager still likes me, he's probably going to view me as a novice. He's probably going to view me as someone who's not very experienced in that position. And I'm probably not going to get paid the amount of money I want to get paid, right? We have a whole system in place on, on things you should say, how you should present yourself, right? Questions you should ask uh, so that you're not caught in that arena right? And caught off guard, right? But it comes down to how you present yourself throughout that entire process, right? When you're negotiating your salary and for, and make sure you don't fall in the trap of giving the hiring manager a dollar amount uh, early on in your interview process, right? At the end of your first interview, the manager asks, okay, we, we just need to cut to the chase. What, you know, what, what, um, what salary are you looking for? Never answer that question ever, 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 right? Never answer that question, especially if it's early on. You always say market rate, market rate, market rate is what I need to get paid. My understanding is market, you know, market rate in this for this role in this area of the country is X to Y, right? That's the range I believe I'm in, right? Then throw it back on the hiring manager. But I'm curious to understand where you think this, what this position should pay, right? And they'll almost 99% of the time say, you know, I agree, it's, it's, we're paying market rate. Yeah, we're right in there. That sounds like right where we're at. Never give a specific price. Here's why. The second you do, you're screwed. If it's after the first interview and they say, what do you want to get paid? And you say, look, I really need to make 50K. Um, you know, 50 is where I need to be uh, so that I can, you know, take care of all the bills in my house, uh, leave a little nest egg for myself and take care of my son and this and that and et cetera. And that's what you say. And they were prepared to pay 68K and you said 50 
Well, you just lost $18,000 a year because they're going to say, okay, I think that's fair. <laughs> right? Oh, wow. I can get this person for $50,000, right? Well, I'm okay with, with not having to, to worry about this skill or that skill, et cetera. Uh, we're getting this person cheap, right? And then you have lost out on that, on, on that opportunity of getting paid more because you opened your mouth and said 50,000. And the reverse can happen as well. If you say, well, look, I need to make 85, right? Thinking you're a big shot, right? Or whatever the number is. I need to make 85 because, uh, uh, you know, my skill set is here, A, B, and C, et cetera. But this company's, you know, max is 70, right? Or, or 75. Then you've just talked yourself out of the position, right? And you're like, they're like, okay, well, you know what? This doesn't make sense because you're out of budget, right? Or they may not say anything to you at all. They might just say, okay, we'll call you. And they never call you. And you enter into that flood zone of <clears throat> the unknown, right? I don't know what process we are. No one's, I haven't heard back from anybody. I've been ghosted, right? Because you opened your mouth and you said a number. Never say a number. Never ask what the pay is. That's another big no-no. Never ask what the pay is. Never, never, never do that for the same reasons. Once you get your job, right? At the end of step seven, you should have offers. People should be wanting to work with you. You've achieved all of these other steps, right? And you've completed step seven, you're working. You, you're moved into your new career. It doesn't stop there because step eight is continue to learn new career skills to maximize the outcome of your income. Continue to learn, right? If you're an individual contributor and your goal is to make more money, you should be looking at avenues like leadership. Can leadership positions earn me more, right? What are things I need to learn, right? To be a manager, to be a director, to be a VP, to be a head of a department, right? What are things I need to do? What what type of work do I need to, to accomplish? What do I need to showcase, right? These are things you need to uh, start looking at if that's the pathway you want to take, right? If it's another position in the company, you need to be looking at what people in this company do I need to network with to learn this specific skill? What task can I take on on the side to help out my team? What is this hiring manager at this, at this position interested in for bringing people on at this job, right? Start asking those questions and navigating yourself towards those opportunities, right? Start building a track record of success, right? And learn, look, look for different individuals at the company you're at or the companies you want to be at and start networking with them and learning from those individuals, right? Don't settle for people at your skill level while they will help you, right? In the short term, you should be networking with people that are two or three ladder rungs above you, right? Uh, that can really help you with 
things you need to know to propel you forward. So you're always learning and step eight should be a continuous process of you continually learning. That's our flow. That's our step-to-step process. Every single person that follows the step-to-step process, right? There's specific things we do in each step uh, for that to happen. And each person that does that gets a job. Each person that does that navigates toward their dream job or lands their dream job. It's that simple every single time. The ones that don't, uh, don't follow the process. It's that simple. If you're doing your own thing and you're not following that, you're, you're gonna get the results that you're, that you're gonna get, right? My process helps someone get a job. Sometimes it's a couple of weeks. Sometimes it's a couple of months. Uh, sometimes it's two months, three months, whatever it is, uh, it will work because it works every single time and it's worked for hundreds of people. So that's the process that you need to take. Is 2021 your year? Are you going to use this as a launch pad to your new career? There's a lot of companies.